You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. Uh, And I am Clint. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net, the official betonline of of, uh, Locked On Bulldogs here on Locked On Podcast Network. Daniel? That's correct. If you're on the audio side, glad you're here. If you're on Stitcher or on uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Play or um, as well as Spotify. Glad you're there. Hit that follow button. Hit that subscribe. It's free to subscribe. Just listen to us. Just download us daily. We're fans, y'all. If you're on the YouTube side, hit, hit that same thing down there. Notification. Subscribe to that. Get every single day your UGA Bulldogs. And we talk like fans do on this podcast, not gurus or insiders because there's no such thing. Uh, and uh, how do I know? Because because the second these guys start getting like followed on what we doing and and the the gurus and insiders are doing what we do the day after we do it that's that tells me everything i need to know that's no everything comment. i need to know no comment needed um nope. but hey we we talk like fans so join in the conversation leave us a comment uh let us know you're out there reach out to us on twitter uh that you'll see it right down there dogs podcast daniel today we are talking g day it is coming up mm. this weekend could not be more excited lay eyes on the bulldogs um a lot of other schools have already had their spring practices kirby is gearing up for it talking all sorts of crazy talk you commented on this podcast that he is excited and energy has been going on. And he did. He sounded really, really pissed to be saying that practices have been going well. You, he you like, get the sense he, Kirby. He, he likes it. He likes it. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. right now. No, you, he, you get not, the real sense. He's not happy things about are, the fact that he's happy. No, no. Kirby is one of these guys that like if he did have free time, he'd be walking around the house looking for things to break so that he could fix them again. Like like Mary Beth's over there being like, no, I, I we just replaced that water heater. Nope. No, I, I got I see a little rust on the ring here. Whole thing needs to come off. Whole thing needs to come off. I need to redo this whole thing. That's what Kirby is all about. Uh, so let's talk G Day, Daniel. Let's talk a few questions first. Um, what position group do you anticipate? At G-Day, not having a good performance. Let's start with negative, then we'll go to positive. What position group do you think is going to come out there and is not going to do exceptional? People are going to be looking at the TV, and we will be on Twitter, and the Thumb Warriors will be out there saying, oh, my gosh, UGA is going down the crapper because X position group can't do this. Uh, It's a tricky tricky question, so I'm going to answer in two parts. Uh, Okay. Part one is what position group I'm going to ask a question you did not ask, but that some of the listeners heard you ask. So okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, it's for the sake of clarity. It's good. That's what good. position group will be the most critiqued and nitpicked on G day? That's not well, the that's, question you asked, but the no, answer not. to that question is the quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't think the yes. quarterbacks are going to have a bad day at G day, but they will be critiqued the most. That is 100% an absolute certainty. Um, people will have strong opinions about how the quarterbacks play. I think the position group that people are going to say performed the worst mm-hmm. 
is the running back position. Mm. I think I think the running backs are probably not going to have a great day at G Day. I, I suspect that that's going to be the case. Uh, and and I maybe give you a couple reasons. One, I think in a spring practice situation like this, it just does not make sense to pound the ball. Like, you know, it does no. not make sense no. to try to establish a run game. It's, it's, there's more likelihood of an injury on a play yes, like sir. that. And there's really not a ton to get. Now, obviously, do you want the defensive line and the uh, linebackers to be able to get live reps tackling? Yes. Do you want the running backs to be able to get live reps carrying the ball against an active defense? Yes. So, of course, you're going to see us run the ball because those things need to be accomplished. But I just think game plan wise, you're going to see a lot more of the ball in the air at G day than you are the ball on the ground. And so I think at the end of the day, especially if you're just looking at that stat sheet, um, Mm -hmm. which somebody will be putting out that stat sheet, you know, like somebody will be compiling and putting out that stat sheet. It's going to maybe seem like the running backs did not quite have the day that we and, and then there's going to be talk of ooh they're really going to miss Zamir White they're really going to miss James oh, yeah. Cook oh, this yeah. backfield is in trouble I'm not going to be worried about it because of all the reasons I just mentioned but I do think it's probably the running backs for me uh, no 100 percent I like that I think the group that's not going to perform very well and it's exactly what you said not only is it spring practice not only is it the thing but the defensive backs are going to have some trouble. Um, and maybe okay. just, maybe just pass defense is going to have some, there's some injury. There's some depth concerns there. We don't have all sure. the bullets in the, in the chamber. Um, but I think wide receivers are, are not missing a beat Daniel from last year. Like the reason that, that Burton is gone is because he wanted to be the true number one. And we were like, no, you can, you can be part of the group. We have lad, we have Brock, we have all these guys. And, and I think they are going to have a field day because here's what this comes down to just a little a little check with me, a little hand signal, you know, with Stet and Brock to be like, yeah, no, go ahead, do the slant thing. I'll pop it real quick and watch you run for days. Um, and, and that's a lot easier to do than it is to catch people up to speed. So I think eyeball-wise, DBs might not have a good day, eyeball-wise. Just um, think about it this way. Second team corners. You yep. got depth concerns, okay? You have – you have depth concerns, and so the way G Day works, if you're new to the the this team offense and the second team defense, are on not good one on unit, good. not uh-huh. one unit, or are, are on one unit, and the first sequence are on team, and so that's how they divide up the teams, which means um, you you have the second team corners going up against the second team receivers. And so you might think, well, that's a matchup that would be favorable. But the second team receivers include people like Lad McConkey. That's mm-hmm. like the second team receivers <laughs> include people like Marcus Rosemey. <laughs> like these are not this these they're not new to the program. These are proven commodities. No. The second team defensive backs now they're going to have some proven talent as well. But the second team defensive backs largely going to be an unproven unit. And so that's where your depth concerns are going to really come into focus. And so I don't I don't think that's wrong 
I think when you watch the defensive backs at G-Day, this is just a little PSA. I think this is kind of what you're saying, Clint. When you watch the defensive backs at G-Day, pay close attention to who you're watching and how they mm. perform. Mm. Don't just group the defensive backs together. Don't pay do attention to how Kamari Lasseter looks. Pay attention to how Dan Jackson looks. Pay attention Nyland to how – Yeah, pay attention to how – Keely Ringo and Christopher Smith. Pay yes. attention to the guys that that are going to be expected to contribute this year. Those are the guys you should really be paying attention to. And when you get guys that are very new and cutting their teeth, you know, take it with a grain of salt. When Lad McConkey beats you, guess what? He was doing that to SEC first team defenses all year. So yes. I think that's maybe okay. It's really, really fun. And we're going to be back after this, but first we'll mention about Built Bar. Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. How do we know? We've tried them all. We've tasted them all. They are delicious. Uh, they are fruity flavored. They are chocolate flavored. They are taste like a candy bar flavored. How about that? If flavor was, hey, taste like a candy bar, you choose one and it comes That's that way. Flavor. That's, mm-hmm. That's a flavor. And it is. It's what Built Bar has made their name on. They are high in protein, high in fiber, low in sugar, on the meal, or on-the-go meal replacement, pre-workout, post-workout. It's not just for a certain type of person. Yes, you might be a soccer mom and need to go to a soccer club match and and take one with you, but you could also be a dude at the gym uh, or a gal at the gym, and these are going to go ahead and be the protein that you need to get into your system to make your workouts complete. Head over right now to BuiltBar.com. Put in the promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your entire order. One box, two box, ten boxes. That's LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your entire order over at BuiltBar. Dot com, the tastiest protein bar on the planet. So, Clint, we started negative, which yep. um, par for the course here on the podcast. Yeah. We are Georgia fans after all. We may be the reigning national champions, but we are Ooh. still Georgia fans. <laughs> so, there it is. Um, but now let's switch to the positive, and I'll allow you the honor uh, of going first. What position group do you look at – this G day um, this weekend and think we're probably going to see a, some, a standout performance from this position group, whether it's from one person or from the group as a whole, who are you looking at to have a good day? Yeah. Uh, this, this comes down to me for a few things. I've already aforementioned the wide receivers receiving groups. I think will have a good day. I think they're going to continue to show out and catch balls, but I'm not gonna go there. I'm actually going to go, Daniel, to a position group uh, that that since you pointed out running the ball, doing that really hard four yards, five yard run, which come, you know, in a game, all of a sudden you and I are hooping and hollering once we see Kendall Milton get down mm. and get a full head of steam and get believe, five yards, five and a half, six yards. It's called the Kirby death march is what it's called. It, That's what it is. People are, people yes, are calling sir. it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, by people, we mean us. You're not going to see the Kirby death march at G day. And I think what that's going to do is going to allow some defensive players to really show out and really show athleticism. Daniel athleticism is going to show through in this game far more than toughness, far more mm. than just brutality. Okay. And if you're telling me, I'm going to look at a, a new crop of people that's going to open some eyes. Our inside linebacker is going to show out. Daniel, I really think okay. our inside linebackers are going to show up because they have athleticism. They have skill. It's not going to be the Kirby death march. It's not going to be Todd Munkin. Todd Munkin's not going to show a ton with it. And it's just going to be guys out there kind of kind of hooping. Like if you just go pick up pick up game of three on three, right? 
the dude that's most athletic is going to take that every single time. The guy that's got a nice jumper is going to take that every single time. Those are the inside linebackers. I think Pop Dumas Johnson, I think he's he's going to have an exceptional time because I think he's going to run sideline to sideline. I think he's going to be in great in pass coverage. Uh, him and Brock, uh, if they ever do uh, get lined up, they won't. They'll be one-on-one. But could you just imagine really quick him and Brock Bowers like in practices right now, the things we don't get to see uh, on mm. individual drills going up against each other? That's fantastic. Uh, but I do think inside linebackers are going to show up in this, Daniel. I have high hopes for him. Yeah, it's uh, I'm. It's funny. I, I don't disagree. First of all, um, it's good insight from you. We say that we're not gurus or insiders, Clint, and yet here you are on the podcast breaking the news that the inside linebacker group has the best jumper of any position group on this team. Best, best form on the jumper. They Look, just that, that hand just goes in the cookie jar. The fingers just, just go right on over. Wee. Just Steph Curry esque on the uh, on the inside linebackers. Um, I'm 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 oscillating between two position groups, and it's funny that I am because they're 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 a yin and a yang situation. You, you know, they're a, they're a direct uh-huh. competition. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The answer to this question is wide receivers, by the way. But it, we already touched on that in the first segment, so I will second your position and say the answer is I think the wide receiver is going to have a fun day. Um, but I'm going to go and I'll just tell you the two I'm, I'm oscillating between the offensive and the defensive lines. Yes, Clint. sir. I actually think the first team offensive lines are going to have a really good day. I think like, because we've, we talked about you about on the podcast earlier this week, some portal news. That you know, Georgia loses a couple guys in the portal, both offensive linemen. Um, and let me just say again, you talked about this. This impacts the future mm-hmm. of the Georgia Bulldogs offensive line, but it does not in any way, in any way, impact the present of the Georgia offensive line. Yep. So I think the second team offensive line is going to potentially have some weakness because of those two transfers. But the first team offensive line is not. But I'm going to go defensive line because here's – you mentioned the inside linebackers, and I think you have an argument there in terms of what I'm about to say. But I think of every position on this team, no position group – and I think Trey Scott knows this. No Mm -hmm. position group has more to prove this year than the defensive line. I think Trey Scott knows this, and I think he's using it even now because these defensive linemen have been on campus. Are there some young guys? Absolutely, there are some young guys. Do we have high hopes for those young guys? Go back and listen to our series where we broke down a lot of these recruits and we comped them to some NFL players that would make you break out into hives if you heard the, the, the comps. But... We do, while we do have high hopes for these young guys, it's it's not mm-hmm. them that we think are going to come in and save this defensive line. It's guys who've been on campus. It's Nazir Stackhouse, it's Zion Logue, it's Bill Norton. It's these yep. types yep. of guys, Walthor. It's these guys that have been there, that have done that, but that have never really gotten their shot. I think Trey Scott's using that as motivation. They've been sitting behind Devontae Wyatt and Jordan Davis. These guys 
guys are leaving, and now everybody's what's the Georgia defensive line going to do? Because you got mm. Jalen Carter, but then do you have anybody else other than Jalen Carter? I think the defensive line's got a lot to prove, and I think you're also going to see some guys on that defensive line who are scratching and clawing and fighting for playing time this year. Because I mentioned a lot of guys just now. And let's be clear about some things. On the edge position, which in system is called the outside linebacker. Okay. Um, Nolan Smith, he's already there. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He's there at outside backer. He's there. He's lined up with his hand on the ground at one end of that line. And he's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. okay. right, right next to him is a man named Jalen Carter. And he's going to be a top five pick in the NFL draft. He's not going anywhere. So now you're looking at a very few spots that are really rotating bodies, defensive lines. One spot, but you're really looking at one starter. There's one guy who can ascend to starter on the defensive line, maybe two. In different packages. Maybe. But May yeah, exactly. In the rotation. Yeah. In different, yeah, in different packages. But you're looking at maybe a handful of four or five guys who are going to get regular, meaningful playing time. And there's a heck of a lot more than four or five guys on that defensive line that are fighting for that. And so I think you got a very motivated group of guys, and then you have very motivated individuals who are trying to earn their reps. So I think you're going to see that defensive line really play well um, going into G-Day and then coming out of that through the summer headed into fall. That's exactly right. We're going to come back, talk about which group we don't care if they have a bad day at all. We just have zero concern. All of you are going to be up in a tizzy and we will be yawning over here. Uh, but first, Dan's going to let you know about Bet Online. Bet Online is your online sportsbook expert. They're the only place that Clint and I trust to place all of our wagers online um uh, we've told you the masters may be over congratulations to scotty shuffler we've told you that the ncaa tournament may be over but the nba playoffs just getting started the major league baseball season just getting started um and then college football futures are already up heisman trophy futures already up there's lots of things that you can place bets on now and betonline.net is the place to do it go there right now enter the promo code locked on you get a bonus on your initial deposit that's free money with which to wager and they have every bet that you want to make over under spreads parlays props money lines whatever you need they have got it betonline.net uh, your online sportsbook expert and the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. That's betonline.net. All right, Daniel, there's going to be a couple groups that are going to come out. People are going to be losing their minds saying, oh my goodness, we're dropping off. Clearly, we didn't, we didn't develop enough. X position coach should be fired. Why did we ever take them? We lack depth in recruiting. If this player touches the field, we're doomed in the SEC. That's going to happen, okay, at G-Day. Why? Because every year you all do that. I just every year. So, Daniel, yes. what position group do you, if that was to happen, you could just care less? Quarterback. Mm -hmm. Do do we have Look, something else to talk about this segment? Or 
Is that, guys, I no this this is the segment because this is the PSA. This is the more you know segment. Okay, this is this is yep. the. If the quarterback play isn't up to par, shut up. Okay? I just... There, there's the PSA. Yeah, there it is for you. That, that feels like um, more of a reprimand than a public service announcement, but I will allow it. I then let me follow up with the public service announcement. Here is why. One, it's G-Day, the passing tree and the, the routes. I mean, look... go. Go look back at last year's G-Day, right? And then look at Todd's system in season. They weren't the same. There's a couple of things. I think the biggest was a 15-yard post and then a go route. Those kept going, you know, like in the mm-hmm. system. Those were staples that we had. And they took shots, and that's why A.D. Mitchell showed out all day long. That's why he was there. But mm-hmm. we're not going to see the whole repertoire of passing. Secondly, um, they're not going to show the the consistency of a gameplay, of a flow, of what Kirby wants to establish, looking at the Kirby death march later on in the game, looking at all that. I can do it. So this is just one-shot things. These are shoot-arounds that happen, uh, and the quarterbacks aren't going to be in rhythm quite yet. And even if they are, great, fantastic. That's why I'm also not going to put huge stock if Stetson goes out and throws 8 for 8 for 250 and all of a sudden be like, oh, Heisman watch. Be like, okay, yeah, sure, he did great. I'm happy for him. Or Carson Beck comes out and does 8 for 8 and Stetson goes 4 for 8. And all of a sudden people are like, oh, Carson needs to stop. Stop it. Just just stop it, guys. There's mm-hmm. reasons that this happens. I'm not going to be worried at all if the quarterback play drops off one bit. No, and neither should you be, but you will be. I'm not. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't even matter. And then if if Carson Beck comes out and plays great, then it, the opposite thing is also not true. You know what I'm saying? If the quarterback play is elite, yes, it's also true that you should not. not well, this is the end quarterback, and that Georgia needs to move. That's not. You can't. You can't put too much stock in it. It is G-Day. It is a practice. At the end of the day, it's an, is it an it's exhibition? Yes. It is a show? Yes. But more than it's either of those things, it is a practice. And so yep. to, quote the, to quote Alan Iverson, we are talking about practice. So let's not get too carried away by anything that happens. I also think that that goes for any of the things that we've said you know any of the positions that we've said so far. Mm-hmm. So, and we've covered we've covered most everything. We haven't talked about the tight ends, I guess, who are going to be, you know, there's basically two tight ends I think that are healthy that are playing yeah. in this game. So, like, I'm not sure. Like, you're not going to see a ton from the tight end position. I we've both said we think this is going to be Oscar Delp's going to have a lot of catches in this game. So many but, catches. Oscar Delp's not going to necessarily just be penciled into the starting rotation. Now you got to pay attention because he might, he might be that type of dude. But ten catches on G Day isn't doesn't mean he's that dude. Nope. Okay, you got to listen to the way that the coaches are talking about him in fall camp. That's where you got to discern and and decide if has he really passed some people on the depth chart? Is he did he just make the most of what was available to him at G Day? Because there's going to be a lot available to him. If if some DBs get burned, if Nylon Green gets burned, well, this is the first time Nylon Green has gotten some action against, you know, in something that doesn't even matter. 
But to these kids, it matters. You know, it matters to them. It's in the big stadium. Here's what Kirby wants to see. Kirby wants to see these guys come out and compete and not back down. If they get burned, he's going to coach them up. Look, y'all remember Richard LeCount, Kirby running him down and coaching him up and yelling at him. Guys, he wants to see him compete. He wants to see him take coaching. That's what G-Day is all about, and you're going to see that. So, yes, Nyland Green will get – I hope to see him get burned, truly and honestly, because you know what? He ain't going to do it twice. Like, Kirby ain't going to let that happen twice. And every time Nyland Green gets burned, guess whose team the guy who burned him plays for? Like, it's not – it's my team. So, we'll be fine. Um, uh, Meaningful reps for some guys – um, real quick, Clint, the one player you are most excited to see on the field personally this spring game is. Um, golly, oh, that's so hard. Uh, because a lot of them are not playing. A lot of them are injured. A lot of them are, are not going right. to be suiting up for it, which is, which is, that is a crime shame. That is correct. I, I honestly, uh. I think my favorite that I, that is going to be sitting up is in fact Broderick Jones, um, because I think he's going to stonewall just everybody on that side and just mm. and just watching that imposing man over there after all the talk of offensive line and watching him going into this year at left tackle mm-hmm. in the SEC, Daniel. I think this is a very important, crucial time to have offensive line play come back, uh, and so for me, it's going to be it's going to be Broderick. Yeah, I wish I had a. I wish I had a cooler answer than this, but it's Brock Vandelay, Vandelay Industries. I just, I, I, I just want to see not, him out there. I want to see wrong. him out there. I, it, it just gets the blood pumping when you see that kid out there. So, um, is he different, y'all? He. Different. It's an exciting. It's an exciting weekend. Enjoy it, Georgia fans. We are Locked On Bulldogs podcast, and we will talk to you guys later. See ya.